Brooklyn Boober podcast time. Time to tap in Spotify. Daryl and Boober podcast time. Time for fun, everything's alright. Daryl and Boober podcast time. Time to tap in Spotify. Daryl and Boober podcast time. Time for fun, everything's alright. Put you in a hot seat, hit you with the questions, not me. Then go to war with words, a little bit of back and forth, and you're black and blue, gonna give you more. Scotty, Darrow, Ricky, Boober, Hot Seat, Habanero, Podcast, shout out, Mordenero. That's how they do it, be sure to be tuning in to it. Spotify is where you'll be listening to it, like Hallelujah, WTF. This podcast is next, bro. Darrow and Boober, be funny as heck, ho. Boober, podcast time. Time to tap in Spotify. Daryl and Boober podcast time. Time for fun. Everything's alright. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Daryl and Boober show. I am Ricky Boober Hayes. What's going on, everybody? I'm Daryl Scott McCarg. We live. We're here. Saturday night live. Coming off of a sports action day. <sighs> it was a tough, it was a close call a little bit. Oh, man. But, I'm, but I'm hey, still, man, we, we got a legend in the building today. Today, we do have a legend in the building. Well, the, the the one and only, my hero in life, it's uh my father, Kenneth Hayes. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. I appreciate you. Uh, Thank co- you for coming, coming over here. I had, to, I had to yank your chain a little bit to get you to come, but... That is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of crappy weather, too. No. Nah. We didn't. We didn't really get as much as yeah. I thought we were, though. No, I don't either. What's it, your full name? Because I know you by Mike too. So, what is your full name? My full name is Kenneth Michael Hayes. Kenneth Michael Hayes. What do you think most people call you, Ken or Mike? Depends on where you knew me. Because I was gonna say I've I've heard both really, but I think I'm more familiar with Ken. Well, it's a long story, but. I was called Mike. My dad was a Kenneth, and I was called Mike uh, from the day I was born until I went to work at the paper company, and the uh, foreman there had two other Mikes working there. So he said, well, your first name's Kenneth, so we'll just call you Ken. Huh. Well, 46 years later, it that stuck. So anybody after the paper company that didn't know me prior to the paper company was Mike. And after that, it was Ken. Gotcha. Interesting. I mean, that's a good question because I, I know people that it, it's it's both. Like, sometimes I'll call him Mike, sometimes it's Ken. Right. Oh, okay. It just depends on, you know, if you knew me before I started working at the paper company in 1968. Jesus, you're old. 1968. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many people on this podcast were born before 1968? That would probably be me. Yeah, per, no, there's. I have, I have another. I don't know when he was born, but Rick Barr, shout out to Rick Barr, is a guy I work with. He list, he's an avid listener. So, okay, yeah. And some of the things that I might mention tonight, he might understand the rest of them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm not that interesting of a guy, really. I I disagree, but okay. all right. Well, uh, let's get into let's get on into our fancy. Okay. You know what time it is. It's time for shout-outs. Well, the guest goes first. Yeah, shout-out. Shout-out to my wife, Lisa. Shout-out. To all my grandkids. 
And to all my golfing and friends out there that probably are not listening to this damn thing, but we're good. We're I don't. Good. I don't know. You'd be surprised. You They're gonna get hooked now. I I typically because we have so many family members, you know, like grandchildren and whatnot. I usually just say the whole Hayes clan. That way, I just get them all wrapped get up. Get them in all one. in there. Very true. Yeah, well, shout out the booze. Shout out the booze, Carla, Jana. Yep. Uh, the 7 o'clock fact finders. Of course. Derek. Lee. I'm a gambling man. Yep. The son of a gambling man. There we go. See, Rick? Yeah. BG Brandon Green. He's a cop. Green. We need to get him on here. That'd yeah. be cool to have us four do one because <laughs> I'm sure you'd have some questions for him. Yeah. He's a cop. He's a, uh, what, Park City? Park City, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, cheeseburger too. Cheeseburger. Yep. Pickleball Pam. Well, Cookie Monster. Yep. I just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Shout out to my boy William. It's his birthday. Two years old. Happy birthday, William. Happy birthday, William. Crazy. Uh, shout out Luann. It's the girl I work with. Dad, you remember her from the sh- the concert? Probably not. We you went to a concert and she worked. She's older. She's older. Um, and you thought she was a lesbian. She talks about that. They all to look this day. like lesbians at concerts <laughs> I went to. <laughs> uh, oh, shout out Bachman. Shout out Miller. Yep. Shout out everybody. Everybody. Byr- Byronian, my yeah. mom, Cindy, all my brothers, sisters, everybody. Yep. Shout out to uh, Winston. He just got neutered. So the poor guy's going through it. I got a crack here. Uh uh-uh. We're going to crack one for old Swayze. Oh. You remember Swayze? Wow. Here we go. What a guard dog. He was. I hope wherever Swayze's at, he's in good hands. Well, before we move on, let's do you, do you tell that story how we got rid of, you know, how we moved on from Swayze, who you sold him to or gave him to. We were, uh, Ricky and I was at the house on South Vine and 3548 South Vine, and we were getting ready to move out of there as Lisa and I was getting married, and I think Lisa was – or. Ricky was getting in the apartments over on Ridge Road, right off of Ridge Road. But anyway, um, didn't want the dog to go. I think it was Lisa's ideal. I didn't want the dog to go. And anyone that knew Swayze knew that this dog was somewhat mean. And the only person that could really handle it was me because him and I had come to an understanding after he had Grabbed a double cheese out of my plate one night, and I hit him right in the nose. <laughs> and uh, he thought, okay, you're the boss, and I'm not. But everybody else, he was the boss. Yeah. Anyway. He's, he used to hump people and try to attack you leaving. And bite your ass as you're leaving the door. <laughs> Ricky yeah. had to swirl that keychain yeah. around for, yeah. for people to leave. It, was it would bite you in the butt if you left the door. There's a lot of young ladies out there that I want to apologize to now. <laughs> That left the Hayes residence and got bit, or at least nipped. Yeah. But anyway, I put an ad in the paper that any young man that's looking for uh, a dog, that I've got one, that he's house trained, and uh, he's only, what, three or four years old, I think, at the time. So anyway, this lady calls me up and said, hey, uh, my son doesn't have a lot of friends, and we'd like to get him a dog. And I said, Okay. So I come over and I thought we got no chance here, but they came over and Swayze was on his best behavior. He, <laughs> he didn't bite them, you know. He, he didn't. He fooled cha- them. Chase yeah. them off or anything. So 
they, she said, oh, that's a great dog. And I said, okay, it's all yours, you know, free of charge, but there is no, there is no give backs here. So that evening we're sitting there and there's a bunch of people over at the house like there usually was on South Vine. And this lady calls and says, hey, Mr. Hayes, Mr. Hayes. Yes, ma'am. Um, how do you get this dog? We're all on a chair. My son and I are on a chair, and he's terrorizing us. And I just said, well, good luck. <laughs> and hung up. God. Never heard from him again. <laughs> this dog is terrorizing us. Dude, that oh, dog man. was nuts. Oh, he was, man. Gosh. And I don't, you know, labs are usually real calm, cool. That wasn't dog. a lab. That was a um, chuba, was, chubacabra. He wasn't. He was a lab. He was at least part lab. He uh, was like a black lab. Maybe he was. He was pretty thick. He was. He was pretty thick. Thick. Yeah. I don't remember the name, the brand now, but yeah, he was not all lab. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's my crack for old Swayze. Yep. Gosh. <sighs> that's funny. Okay. Well, moving on here. Uh, Dad, we had some people call in and want to leave you a message. So I'm going to go ahead and play a couple for you. What? Yeah. All right. I'm going to play a couple. Ready? Hey, Uncle Mike. This is your favorite niece, Stormy. And I was just uh, thinking the other day, last time we saw each other was right before Grandpa passed away, and I was mowing his lawn, and you had said, hey, I'll weed eat. You want to finish mowing? I said, yeah, sure. I hate weed eating. I hate it. So I thought that, you know, that was a cool deal. Anyway, I was outside mowing, and lo and behold, I turn around, and here you come in like a sweatband, a ter- you know, one of those terrycloth sweatbands, you know, tight cutoff, tank top, uh, speedo shorts, you know, white tube socks, you know, your flip flops, <laughs> headphones, and jamming to some music. And right then and there, I knew in that very moment, in that very moment, that you were my favorite uncle for the rest of my life. <laughs> you rock, Uncle Mike. You rock. And I love you. <laughs> I can picture that in my head right now. Yeah, shout out Stormy. Stormy, I am pretty sure I didn't have flip flops on. The rest <laughs> of it might be true. Speedo shorts? But, uh, you know, to each his own there. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I had tennis shoes on. <laughs> oh man. That's great. All right, we got we got a bunch, so I'm gonna get through a couple more. Here. Love you, Stormy. Hi, Ken. This is Ralph, Val Ferry. Oh, I'm thinking back to uh, Chicago, Illinois, when we were at Graf Expo, and we went to the hotel to check in, and it was a real small room. It was two beds and a and a rollaway cot for for you, Dave, and myself, which did not work at all. So we called downstairs and got a new room, which was much better, except it only had one big bed and two sofa beds naturally Ken got the big bed. Okay, we were okay for that night. So the next day, Dave Cornwell, who was our third compadre, he's the first one up. He goes and takes his shower and shaves, comes out. I'm the next one in. Shave, shower, I'm done. And your father, Ken, who doesn't like to get up early in the morning. He's the last one. So we're there getting dressed, waiting for him. And all of a sudden we hear some words 
not very nice words coming out of the bathroom. And here comes Ken out of the bathroom trying to dry himself off with two hand towels because there were only two towels in there and Ken didn't have one being the third. Dave had one and I had one. This was a sight that is etched in my mind that I will never forget. And I'm sure he won't either. Hey, Ralph, that is absolutely <laughs> the truth. <laughs> you guys, and I don't think it was two hand towels. I think it was one. I, I was telling Ralph, I was like, now it's edged in my brain forever, and I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, I did in that show, uh, in that uh, trip to Chicago, got a tremendous green suit made by some guy that made it in 24 hours. So wow. there you go. Wow. That's pretty. Huh. That's pretty snazzy. You did a lot of traveling for, for work, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, one particular place that you always went to, or was it just all over? All over. All over. Cool. All right, we'll we'll get through a couple more of these real quick. Yeah, this is Gary, Mike's brother, or Ken, as some people want to call him, but he's still Mike. Um, as usual. Uh, we were going to sneak on to Sims Park golf course back in the day. And as usual, he was late showing up. Uh, so his brother-in-law and I, Bob Russell, uh, took off and played holes 10 and 11 are back to back to each other. And so we take off on 10 and of course he's not there. And a couple of guys fall in behind us and on the 10 green, they hit a ball into us. And so I let it go. And then we go over on tee off on 11, Russ, Bob Russell and I, and we hit our tee shots and I'm just getting ready to hit my second shot. And these guys hit the ball and hit right into me. I mean, it, it didn't hit me on the fly, but it rolled right up to me. Well, at that point in time in my life, uh, that pissed me off. And so I turned around and just hit it back at him. And, of course, I'm 16 years old, and these two grown men are coming and, and screaming at me, going, well, you little son of a bitch. And as they start getting closer and I'm geared up through the trees in between them two holes, well, lo and behold, the late guy, Mike, comes walking through the trees and of course at 6'5", 280 pounds and he's hollered, hey, what the hell's going on here? And so he happened to show up just at the right time and at that point in time, they picked their balls up and left. <laughs> so he pulled a big brother act on me there. Good job. That is absolutely true too and as you'll know, uh, Bob Russell, your brother-in-law, was nowhere to be found. <laughs> so it was me and you against them, but I'm pretty sure we could have whipped our ass. That was not the only time I saved your ass, little brother, but that is true. Nice. Every bit of it. Nice. Good. All right, we'll do a couple more, and then we'll uh, move on. Hey, Ken, it's Rhino. Rick told me uh, he was having you on, your podcast, on his podcast tonight. He asked me to say a couple things. You know, the the Hayes family has always been uh, near and dear to me. Uh, you know, uh, some of my greatest childhood memories uh, were spent at the Hayes house there on Vine Street. Um, you were always uh, an incredible coach to us kids. 
um, so many of us. Uh, to this day, I think about you and your family often, um, especially Betty. You know, uh, as kids growing up, man, she was like second mom to us. And, uh, uh, man, she was, uh, she was a great lady. Uh, the whole Hayes family, um, everyone, Scott, Michael, Tony, Ricky, uh, you know, had a lot of great memories over to your house. And, uh, you know, uh, I get a kick out of you telling me, uh, Rhino, you were one of my favorite players. You didn't have a lick of talent, but you sure played with heart. Uh, I tell that story often. I uh, hope you're well. Um, I hope, uh, you know, someday soon that, uh, um, we can all get together and, uh, uh, maybe have a beer or maybe Rick will invite me to his podcast, uh, some evening. Talk to you soon. You know, Rhino, I don't think I said you didn't have a lick of talent. I said you had very little talent, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, that the house on South Vine was kind of a, uh, animal house for kids growing up, but uh, it was good times back then, and I hope you're doing well. And yeah. I think you should be on Rick's podcast sometime, yeah. too. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll definitely get right Whatever on. a podcast is, what is, is it, what we're doing in here is a podcast, I guess, but, you know. <laughs> all I see is two guys over here get, drinking beer, so that's, 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 that's all I got. That's exactly what a podcast is. Well, shout out Ryan. He's a good yeah. guy. All right, I'm going to play one more, and then we'll uh, we'll do more later. This is uh, Mike Holland, one of Ken's golf buddies and white buddies. Got a story on him on cold weather golf. First in golf at Sims, and Dale, the winter of 2020, Ken and Dale got a tea time at Sims and said it would be a little warmer. I met them at Sims, but decided not to play when I stepped out of the truck, and it was a lot colder than what I thought it was. They want, went on into the clubhouse and to pay and told the guy behind the counter, 18 holes, the guy told him, well, if you want to play 18, you can. Nine holes will be on us. Uh, he's, uh, people had already paid for 18 were quitting at nine. It was really cold. I think with the wind chill, it might have been 10 degrees or lower. City golf courses, of course, do not have windshields. And when they were done, Hendrick and I got a picture of them uh, in the golf cart said it's a beautiful day. And uh, only nine say the first flyer doesn't stand a chance. Uh, uh, we we heard the whole story of how all this turned out the next time we played golf when it warmed up. And in that story, similar on cold weather, off out of Cheney. Hendrick and I decided not to play one of those days that Dale or Ken had got a tea time because of the temperature outside. And I told Hendrick we would just text in the picture that how gorgeous a day it was to play. Well, we did get a picture saying exactly the same gorgeous day, beautiful day for golf. Dale with his racing hat on both looked like they were cold as hell. But anyway, that's uh, that's the guys in our cold weather golf. Hey, Mikey, good to hear from you. Yeah, that's uh, Dale and I played in some cold weather. But, um, hey, we get out there and get it done. Hey, he he uh, wanted to make it very clear that he whooped your ass on Friday, too. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying that. Nice. Because I am coming off an injury, I'm going to say this. 
in my defense. There's no excuse, but coming off an injury, but he played very, very well. So you're playing hurt like Pat Mahomes, I see. Not yeah. as well as Pat Mahomes because <laughs> I can't putt worth a damn. But All right, we got another bank of those we'll do later, but we want to get through those. People just want to say hello and show some love to you. Nice. Uh, well, Dad, let's do this. Since some people may not know you, um, let's let's tell a little background, a little short um, summary of you know your life, where you were born, how you, everything got started, and from there. Well, I, I don't think I'm that interesting of a guy. I mean, I'm just a guy, but uh, especially an old guy. But I was born in uh, June 20th, 1948, in a little town in Arkansas called Batesville. It has about 6,000 people that are on the White River. And, you know, my mom and dad grew up in that area. Uh, not a lot of job opportunities down there. And in the early 50s, uh, my dad moved up here to go to work for the aircraft industry. And that's kind of where all that started. Went to school here at McCormick, Allison, and West. And then at uh, Western Paper Company, uh, I started in 1968, went to Cali County, Wichita State for a little while, and then Butler County. I'm not Cali, but Butler County. And that's uh, uh, the two colleges that I went to. And then um, uh, went to work one summer for what I thought was a summer job. Uh, like I mentioned before, when that's how the Ken and Mike situation become involved. But 46 years later, I go from working in a warehouse and pulling orders and driving trucks and uh, warehouse foreman to office inventory to uh, a city salesman and to a country salesman and to uh, the general manager of the place. And uh, 46 years, it was a good company to work for. So, you know, like I said, life is just, you know, it's... 46 years, and I enjoyed every minute I worked there. And uh, as far as work experience, that was great. Uh, it did take me away from the mid-70s to the mid-80s to where I traveled a lot because I covered country territory. Um, Didn't you uh, – I, I want to hear a little bit about, like, the the younger days, like Griff's hamburgers. Well, while I was in high school, um, in high school I broke my ankle playing football, went out for West High. Broke my ankle with a compound fracture and was in a cast for six months. Um, kind of ruined my football career there. But anyway, uh, that the summer of my junior year, I guess I, got, I, I was looking for a summer job and applied for Griff's. And those that don't know Griff's, it was kind of the McDonald's and Griff's era back in the, the mid-60s and late-60s and so forth. And one of the specialties that Griff's had back in that, those days was what they call 10-cent hamburger day, Thursdays. Thursdays, you could buy hamburgers for 10 cents, cheeseburgers for 12 or 15 cents, and people would come in and buy them by the bucket. I, I wow. would be 500 pounds if that was still yeah. how much they cost. Well, and after you eat there, you're not going to eat them. But anyway, <laughs> after you work there, you're not going to eat them. But anyway, I, I learned how to cook pretty fast on a grill uh, that summer, learning how to cook 60 hamburgers at a time. My first one was strictly the bottoms. I'd put the bottoms on, toast them, bring them in, lay them down for the guy, and then ketchup mustard would be put on there, and then somebody would slap the onions on the, 
then the cook would take the, the burgers off. And by the end of the summer, I was the cook. But um, where was it at? It was over. Do you know where uh, McDonald's is over there on South Seneca? Yeah. yeah. And there's, I think there's a U-Haul place just south yeah, yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. That used to be where Griff's was at. Oh, gotcha. wow. And it was, cool. you know, that was back in the day, mm-hmm. back in the 60s, Westway Shopping Center over there was a big deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, you had David's up the street and you had Blair's IGA right across the street from it. And, and I mean, it was busy. Yeah. And you had uh, McDonald's and then you had uh, Griff's there. And then Sandy's come a little bit later down the street, which is now Hardy's, I guess. And it's been changed different things. But nice. um, that's how that came about. Cool. And isn't that where you met mom? Yeah. The, after I graduated from high school, uh, that summer I was working in there, and Betty was working with her best friend Pam. And one night she had to work with me, and we just got to know each other from there. And, and you know, and took off from there. And, uh, you know, great lady. Yeah. Was a great lady. Loved her to death. R.I.P. Yes. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, because I, I, I just remember you saying, you know, like you had, because at that time you had like three jobs, didn't you? Or two or three jobs. I worked two or three jobs at one time. Uh, you know, my uncle got me a, a job at Cessna, and, and you know, I'm, I'm. That's not for me. You know, and yeah. a lot of people it is, yeah. and, and it, it's not for me though. Where you have to just go ahead and punch a clock day after yeah. day after day. But you know, I also had the job. They wanted me to work at Griff's at the time. And then I also helped down the street from a little place called Mix right down the street from where my mom and dad lived. So nice. That was three jobs. Cool. So if anybody's heard of Griff's, we go on social media and we want to hear about it because I've heard about it just because I know you used to work there. I've never heard of it. That's cool. Griff's at one time was probably maybe not quite as big as McDonald's, but I mean, it was definitely the second largest fast food hamburger place in the United States. It was started in Dallas, Texas by some gentleman named Griff something, Griffith or something. How many do you think they and, had in town? Oh, at one time they had six, seven or eight in town. Oh, wow. At least six. Yeah. I th- I, I'm oh. thinking of, there was one on the South Seneca, one over uh, just right across from the uh, north of the Rose Bowl there, one up by North High School, and I know one over on East Oliver um, or on e- at North Oliver or South Oliver and one on North too, so. There's at least six, I think. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, something I think about is like back then, like how much was gas? Well, gas is kind of relative. I mean, you know, yeah, I've, I've had gas as low as 16 cents a gallon. Wow. Uh, but that was, there was a place on South Broadway, a Hudson store. Hudson gas place down there and there was a lady that run it and she was if she wanted to run the gas down as low as she could she did but 16 16.9 cents a gallon and a lot of them might people might will remember the 16 18 and you know that per gallon but basically gas was running you know in the 30 cents a gallon here until the early 70s when we had the oil embargo and stuff like that and and then it started jumping up from there but if you think about it, gas thirty cents a gallon, but we're making two dollars an hour. Yeah, they were making three dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay, and today gas is three dollars a gallon, but you're making thirty dollars. People an making hour. twenty dollars yeah. an hour. Or so 25, it's ten yeah. percent. You know, it's ten times. So 
it's relative. I mean, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. People complain a lot, but yeah, it was we made less and paid less, but now you're making more and you're paying more. So did you ever walk to school barefooted through snow uphill both ways? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that, you know, because that's a You know saying. what? I know that. But I did catch pneumonia when I was playing high school basketball at, at Allison and had to walk home. Back then, you did have to walk. Um, had to walk home from Allison to South Meridian, which is probably, I know if somebody looks at it, probably two or three miles. Usually, my sister would pick me up, but not after basketball practice, and it got kind of late, and I got, it was snowing and everything like that, and I caught pneumonia and missed the next game and spent, anybody that's had pneumonia know that's no fun at all, but <laughs> no. that's kind of walking up, walking to school in snow backwards. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of your sisters, I got a couple more to play for you real quick. They lie. <laughs> <laughs> This is Karen Dukes. I'm not here to tell you a story about my big brother, Mike Hayes. He's no saint. I'll right up front. <laughs> when we were growing up, he was well, probably only one of his friends of the few that he had that had a car. And him and his friends would drive around town and he had one friend yeah well i won't give his name out because he may be in prison somewhere but mike was the getaway driver for this guy and he uh this guy liked to walk into some of the stores around where we lived close in south Wichita time and he would stuff 45, that, well, when I say 45, I'm talking about uh, records, which, you know, Mike's old. So anybody that knows, lived in the 60s will know what a 45 is. <laughs> so this guy would go to these stores and just stuff all the 45 and albums or whatever he could get down his pants and walk out. And Mike was the getaway driver. So, you know... He could have done time if somebody would have turned him in, but I just thought maybe it was time for people to know that he is no saint. He, he gypped school. He was a getaway driver for nice. And he would bring home hamburgers from when he was the manager at Griff's just to eat them in front of his younger brothers and sisters and make us suffer because we probably hadn't ate that day. <laughs> now he shared. Yes. I just wanted to say, hey, big bro. And some fun putting the words on you and you can't talk back to me. Later. Bye. Man, she is throwing you under the I bus. Know. I didn't really realize this was roast me tonight. I didn't know about that, but mostly what she said is true. A friend of mine was very good at heisting 45 records and stuff like that. And yeah, I had a car and cause I worked and I would go in pick up the records that I want, put them in a little cubby deal. And then he'd pick up what he wants. And then I'd go outside and wait in the car 
and he'd bring them out in the car, and I'd get my records that way. I had a hell of a lot of 45s that way. They're probably yeah. worth some money nowadays, yeah, too. I wish I had them. You probably day. have some warrants out for your arrest. I, I probably do. But Brandon Green, don't worry about it. Don't right? Statues of limitations. Yeah, I, it's got to pass by now because I, I probably was 16 or 17 at the time. Uh, That's funny. She's funny. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get into our top three. It's time for the top three. Top three. Top three. Top three. We're doing top three your personal favorite athletes of all time. Thought that'd be a good one. Dad's a big sports fan. Right. Yes, sir. So, who is your number three athlete? Number three or number one? You're number three, and then number okay, one. Can we start from finale. the bottom? Yeah. Okay, I would probably pick Jack Nicholas at golf as number three. Number three. He was. He's won the most majors, and to watch him hit golf balls was just a thing of beauty, especially for us golfers that struggle today, just you know trying to make par. And uh, but I would pick Jack Nicholas as my number three. The Golden Bear? Is that it? Wasn't that Golden Bear? The Golden, Golden Bear. Bear. Scott, what about you? What's your number three? I really liked Michael Phelps and what he did oh, with the Olympics, man. I didn't see that one coming. I think I just I don't know, man. He he holds a lot of records. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's there I don't think they'll ever be broke, you know. Nah, I don't I mean shit. I don't think so. He had I that think he stretch. has like eighteen yeah. gold medals. Yeah. I mean I just like that kind of time he was in there. That was fun to watch. Yeah. I, I think everybody kind of gets behind the Olympics. And even if you don't watch sports, I feel like, you know, the Olympics is your time to kind of watch those events. Yeah, so yeah for cool. sure. Cool. Well, uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. He's legendary. I mean, he he's fairly new, but I think he's made such a big impact. And, you know, it's my team. You know what I mean? So, to me, like, he's special and he's just getting started. You yep. know what I mean? Very so, true. So, to me, I think he's uh, he, he's right up there. And to me, foot like football, you know, like, Dad, you can contest this. Like, I, I wasn't always into football. Like, I never played football as a child, you know. Like, so we didn't – I didn't really get into football until me and Dad teamed up and started doing fantasy football. Cool. Which we kind of won this year, would you say? Kind of? Well, we would have won. Yeah. <laughs> but – but the commissioner of the league cheated us and, yeah. you know, Damn. made us divide it just because the Buffalo and Cincinnati game was canceled because of a tremendously heartbreaking loss to that young man who, thank God, he's back and healthier, yeah. working his way back to health, yeah. Hamlin. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yep. Pat Holmes for me. Who's your number two, Dad? Now, are we talking about the – your favorites, just yeah, your favorites. Your personal favorites. Not necessarily yeah. the best of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'd go with number two with John Hadle. John Hadle was a Kansas quarterback back in the early 60s, just passed away recently, and that's the reason, you know, I bring him up. But he was, and I've uh, actually for Christmas this year, my stepdaughter, uh, Aubrey, got me a uh, signed autograph picture of him. Is now Kansas University or Kansas University. Okay. And back in the Kansas University was the really only football team in the state. If you look at Kansas State's record back in the 60s and 70s and 80s until you got to Bill Snyder, 
they won very little few ball games. Yeah. They were terrible. And so I never thought anything about them. Bill Snyder turned that team around. But John Hadle went from the University of Kansas to the San Diego Chargers. And him and Lance Allworth teamed up to what you found now as long bomb. He would throw bomb, never bomb, to Lance Hadle or Lance Allworth, which was from Arkansas. And his nickname was Bambi. But uh, Bambi. He, he was my favorite quarterback of all time. Not necessarily the best one of all time, but he was a good one. I mean, yeah. He was all American at KU and all pro a couple of years. But John Haley would be nine number two. Nice. That that was a little before my time. I I don't know I don't know much about that one. Yeah, a little bit before he was retired and gone by the time you guys are born. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott. What you got for number two? Michael Jordan. Okay. I see. I just man, what a cool. Like just basketball era to kind of live in the '90s like that. We were elementary school, middle school. It was cool to watch the Bulls. Um, I just like that team. I like Michael. Michael's a cool cat to me. Yeah, Mike. Mike's great. I mean, it's hard to, uh, you know, I think he's in a lot of people's top list. You know, of all together athletes. Well, all so, right, kid. So, Mike, is that your, or Scotty? Is that your favorite, or just are you picking your bet the best? I mean. Jordan's true. probably the That's goat true. in basketball. Phelps is probably the goat in swimming. So, I mean, you got to picking... get off your high <laughs> deal here. My number one will and, surprise and you. pick up a player that you like because you liked him. I liked both of those for sure, but my number one will surprise you, I promise. All right. All right. <clears throat> um, my number two, Kobe Bryant. Rest, and, and rest in you peace. You can say the same thing to me about that, but you know me, Dad. I've always been a Laker guy. So, I I think Colby was just he was special. Yeah, dude, he was. You know, and you just saw him come up from you know <clears throat> high. He was one of the last. Well, there's probably a couple after him come from high school to the pros. You know, you don't see that any mm-hmm. much anymore. And uh, he was just special. You know, and he tragically passed a few years ago. So sucks, but to to me, he's uh. See, everybody says Jordan's the best, which he probably is, but I think Colby Kobe's right there with him. In my book. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. You know, obviously, a young man that we lost way too early. Tragically, a helicopter crash in L.A., but, yeah, Kobe Bryant was a good player. Where's LeBron in, in that argument? I mean, James is a great player. Uh, I'm not necessarily agree with everything he does, but uh, you can't Does he have a shot at being the greatest of all time? Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he'll end up being the leading scorer in NBA history. No question about that. He's going to play long enough to get that done. Uh, and he's going to have what? He's already had one, two, three championships. So he's going to have four, you know, three or four or five championships. So, yeah, he's he's right there. But if, if you go with just championships, then you got to look at people like, you know, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Or, well, or you could go with my number one. I, I already know where we're going here. You know, I think I know who growing up in the 60s, 50s, especially the, the golden era of baseball. And, and, you know, baseball's always been my number one sport. Played it a lot, pitched a lot. Um, but the New York Yankees was the team of the 50s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, and even the 70s, and, and, and so forth. But there was a number seven that played for him named Mickey Maddle. Mickey Mantle. Switch hitter that, uh, you know, uh, I used to just watch 
back in the 50s, the late 50s, early 60s, they'd have a game of the week on Saturday. And I'd wait every Saturday all week just to see him play on Saturday. And always the Yankees played then. So my number one is Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I knew that. And he has, don't you have an autographed man like poster or something in your basement of Mantle? Oh, absolutely. I've yeah. got a few Mickey Mantles in my basement. Yeah. Thank you, Mantle. I mean, baseball was so different then. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, you look at today and they're at, you know, like uber athletes and they can mm-hmm. kill balls. But I don't know. It, it's hard to compare the two, but you can't compare decades. Yeah. You know, if the players in the, in the 60s and the 50s and 40s had the, the equipment and the knowledge and the training that they have today, It'd be great athletes too. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah for sure. Back then, you know, uh, and until Kurt Flood uh, sued the NBA or the Major League Baseball because he didn't want to be paid and couldn't be traded, um, they didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And nowadays that changed. Yeah, definitely. They almost make the most. They make money. it now. Yeah. Okay, Scott, what's your number one? It's no surprise. Scotty Pippen, baby. Scotty Pippen. I love him. He's always loved Scotty Pippen. I love Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Kind of, again, back with the Bulls, man. I just love that era, man. Yeah. I love Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Dude, those, those Bulls teams, man. That was great I mean, to watch. It was awesome. Like the last dance, you guys watch any of that? The, yeah. That was that was pretty good to see that, the inside. If you watch the last dance, Scotty, what do you think about Scotty Pippen, man? I mean, he did not come off as really yeah. a shining example of a, a a team clutch player. No, I agree. I, in all honesty, I think he kind of got rifled on some of his money. You know what I mean? I mean, they all make so much money. I mean that. I mean, I, shit, I think, but I think Michael did too, though. Maybe that, that guy running the Bulls. Yeah, I can't situation. Ma- yeah, he was kind of goofy. But I think Michael Jordan's a billionaire today, so he's got no complaints. Oh yeah, it's tennis shoes. He's okay. Uh, can you guys guess my number one? Tech nine. <laughs> I figured. I figured you guys would know. Um, it's easy. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Come on. All time. I've built my basketball game after him. I mean, how many backboards have I broke in my day? <laughs> Jumping off that uh, trampoline. Trampoline. trampoline, yeah, a few rims I had to replace. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. He's, I mean, he was just so dominant, <clears throat> and uh, he was also a Laker for a lot of his career. Mm-hmm. So, th- to me, he was just special. So, I, I think uh, he was definitely my number one. Well, except for Pippen, I think they are all pretty good athlete but scotty i don't know you just picking you you Pippen like because he let, he has your name basically or what basically all right yeah scotty i love scotty pippen though yeah hey anybody that plays in professional sports are great athletes and great players. oh yeah oh yeah you know and everybody would like to be them because they are that good but uh yeah what what's your least favorite like big sport you know, like hockey. big. Yeah, see, that's probably me too. Hockey. And, and hockey, just because I don't know a lot about it, it's not that popular, you know, in the Midwest as much. I mean, they still right. have hockey in Dallas and Denver and places like that. But it's just, you know, you just you don't see kids playing it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a different air. In Canada, they all play it. Yeah. 
but hockey would be it for me. Well, Scotty's brother actually plays a lot of hockey, so he's big into it. I think that's all on where you live, too. You know, yeah. like up, oh, in, up in Michigan, it's yeah. huge. And if you lived up where they have ice in the winter and it's frozen over lakes. And yeah. Like oh, yeah. It's crazy. Nice. Well, that was a good top three. Uh, yes, sir. Dad's getting low on Dr. Pepper. We might. You, you need a, you need us to get you another Dr. Pepper? If you have one. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Have I know one, you don't. But I'll suffer. Mike, you remember that? Uh, you, you, like, you remember, I think it was um, your work party out at uh, Central County Park. And, oh, hold oh, on. We, who got we, got? we got a special hold guest in the building. Oh, no. Who invited that fact? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, we got Winston, Winston in the building. Nice. We're live. We're, we, uh, we're adding to it. We had my big brother, Scott, step in. All right, go ahead, Scotty. We ha- we're having a uh, you're having a company. work you're having a company work party, and I sat down and made me a big old plate of chicken and beans and potato salad, and this lady comes up to me and goes, "Hey, hey, 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 that's just for employees only." She goes, "Who are you?" And I just froze up. I had this look on my face like, "Oh my God, who's this lady?" And I see you out of the corner of my eye, just busting up laughing because you told this lady to go up to me and tell me that uh, it was just for employees. I just always thought that was hilarious. You scared the hell out of me. Well, we had a few there at the, uh, was that Sedgwick County Park? It was at Sedgwick County Park, pretty sure. Or was it over there at uh, the one on South 31st? What was the name of that one? Watson? Watson Park. We had some over there. Either or. Shit, I don't know. Yeah, you got me good. But it. I probably did do that because I, I do like old jokes. The guys know that. Scott, what's up? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Scott was muted. Say that again, Scott. How are you guys? He's, he's here. There he is. He's there. I heard we were having an intervention for Hubcap, so I thought I'd stop by. And my dad was here. <laughs> it was awesome. We are on, we our, ne- stop, uh, we are on our knees praying, but it's not happening for Ricky. <laughs> he needs to stop sports betting uh, we need an intervention we just did our top three athletes of all time what are your top three three two one athletes uh three to one or yeah you have to go ask backwards there <laughs> yeah uh man that's tough um you know what I got to go with my guy, you know, Nolan Ryan. I know he's not the. I knew that was coming. He, he's not the, uh, you know. I but, I mean, mind. somebody that plays in the major leagues for 28 years, and he's a genetic freak, you know. So, you, I got to put him at three uh, for sure. Um, two, I probably got to go MJ, yep. Michael Jordan. I mean, yep. I mean the GOAT. But number one, got to be Bo Jackson. Oh, oh, that's surprising. I thought Nolan would be your number one. I'm talking athlete. No, There's not been an athlete I've ever seen that compares to Bo Jackson. He he, he doesn't get hurt. And, I mean, he's who who who's an all-star in Major League Baseball and football. Right. Deion Sanders. True. D- yes, he's up there. But, I mean, Bo Jackson was just a different, different guy. You know, I, I saw a clip on him the other night on, uh, I don't remember what it was on, but he catches a ball in right field, throws out a guy trying to advance from second to third on tag up. 
<laughs> and it's not George, even close. Did you see what George Barrett said about that? It was 104 miles an hour from left field to first yeah, base. It's, and it's wow. not even close. I mean, he throws a dime right to this guy. And it's not. And the guy looks as he's sliding and looks back. What the heck? Yeah, George Brett said after the game, he said, he goes, I stood there because I thought my hand was off. He goes, I look, I mean, I, my hand, I've never felt anything like that before. If you watch the clip, watch George Brett just kind of freeze there for a second because he was playing first base that game. Jeez. It's hilarious. Oh, man. Well, man, we got a bunch more uh, call ins, Dad. So not a bunch more, there's a few more. Goodness. I, I want to play. Uh, I did not know that you that were roasting me tonight. That you knew this on, many let me, people. Let me get this straight. This is not an intervention for Hubcap? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, it, it should be. Yeah, okay. it should be. Maybe we can get to that before this is over. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. This is Phyllis Grove, Mike's younger and prettier sister. Um, when we were growing up, Matt, uh, Mike was such an, an athlete, and everybody who knows him knows how much he loves baseball. And as soon as we would get home from school, he would get his baseball and start throwing it against the back of the house, and it would come back to him. And he'd throw it again, and it would come back to him. He broke all the siding off the house. He wore off all the grass, and we all got just pretty sick and tired of it. But... This went on for years, not weeks, and we figured out later that he would throw the baseball against the house, and it would come back to him because he was such a nerd. He had no <laughs> friends. He was a nerd, and he didn't discover girls until he was 18 years old. <laughs> Man, they're roasting uh, you. They are getting me, but, but I don't think it only- lasted until I was 18, but. It's only your sisters. Everyone else has been pretty It wasn't a baseball, sis. It was a rubber ball, but it still broke every shingle on that house. I know that. (laughs) I'm sure Grandma and Grandpa loved that. They they figured I'd stay out of trouble that way. Oh, man. (laughs) That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's do a couple more. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Holly Whitmore Crony here, also from Vine Street in the hood where we did it most good. <laughs> um, so when I think about Vine Street in general, I think about Ricky being the... Hold on. Uh, I put the wrong Holly on. That was from... <laughs> that was the wrong Holly. We got it. It looks like Holly Whitmore to me. I know her. No, it, she sent one, but it was... Uh, it was That was from a previous episode. So I put oh, the, really? I put the wrong Holly. So, Holly, right here, we'll insert the real one, and I'll play it for you afterwards. <laughs> I messed up. That's all right. That one's on me. All right, here. You know this guy. Hey, what's up, fellas? Greg Mudd. Uh, just uh, heard you had a podcast going on about my second dad, and I couldn't help but have to call in and give him a sh- story or two and uh, pay some respects to the Don, so... Uh, everybody kind of grew up knowing him as, as Andre, Andre the Giant, the second one. Um, but uh, I think one of my favorite stories, we were playing a adult baseball league game, and we were playing a bunch of scrubs, and this <laughs> head-looking hillbilly was pitching against us and running his mouth. We were beating the brakes off of him, and he started running his mouth for some reason. And Dad just flipped out on the, on the backstop screen, and he screams, Hey, 
It's only a game. You, you ass. <laughs> First he's trying not to cuss, but he's, you know, kids around and mom's around and stuff and trying to hold it together. But it, it was hilarious because when he'd get pissed, that voice would get higher. Uh, and so he was trying to contain himself, but he really wanted to go out and kill that guy. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite um, memory stories of him. And then, of course, was about uh, the wrestling and all the stuff at the house. But the biggest thing that I want to say about Ken Hayes, the man who is my second dad, is uh, as bigger of a role model than my very own dad. Um, he taught me a different thing about family. Um, he taught me about bringing in the neighborhood, bringing in kids that weren't his blood, that making them his kids by ch loving people, feeding them, loving them through food. One way to get people to show up to things or be safe is to have food. We always had food there, and I can't thank him enough for the provisions uh, and just the sense of belonging to a family, a bigger family, a bigger purpose. And the most important thing is a lot of people don't know, but my mom worked at Western Paper, and then she left when my uncle was in charge. Yeah, he, it was my dad's brother-in-law, whatever. So um, when my parents got divorced, mom left. And when, when Ken took back over at Western, the um, first call he made, one of the first calls was to mom. And according to my mom, he didn't ask her to come back. He told her she was coming back, and she kind of wrestled with him about it. And he was like, no, no, you're coming back here. And the rest is history. And, and we grew or and mom grew up with some really tough times being a, a divorced mom um, without a lot of income. And he did things that God only knows to keep her afloat, kept her spirits high. And I know that there, there's very few people that my mom love on earth as much as she loved in Hayes because she kept her, kept her positive, employed and, and good name. And so, can't thank him enough for what he did for my mom because that trickled down to me as well. So those are shout outs for my second dad, the guy I love more than anybody as a father figure that's left because my parents passed away a couple years ago and, and I just, I love that man to death. I would agree. That's a good one, Greg. I appreciate it. And your mother's a, <laughs> you're right. I didn't ask her. I said, Barb, get your ass back here. <laughs> Larry's gone, and I need ya. So uh, she was with me until she retired after that. So, yeah. Shout out, Mother. Very very good stuff. Well, it's kind of a theme, I think, with all our friends, you know, just the amount of respect that everybody has for you. And, and you know, mm -hmm. the little things make big differences in people's lives, you know. So, um, you know. That, that I, just I think shows it goes down to like Mud said. We just had food there, and I was going to say, up. man, that's all I remember Mom too. Was I mean, a pretty good cook. I mean, I mean, I remember the yeah stroganoff, the pizza. I mean, ah, B rocks. All, all the I'm pretty man. sure stroganoff was the only thing except for B rocks that your mother knew how to make. No stroganoff and B rocks. And chicken noodles, that, homemade it, chicken noodles. Other than that, it was uh, pizza. Those those were <laughs> illegal in like six states. <laughs> Mom used to make homemade funnel cakes. No, we ain't talking about no funnel cakes. No funnel cakes. Nah, she can make whatever she wanted to make. Your mother was good at that stuff. Oh, uh, she was. You remember a lot, of, a lot of respect from from Greg, you know, and, and all our friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, big time. I agree. All right, I got. Like the I said, I don't understand. I'm just 
I'm not that interesting of a guy. No, no you are. And I think it's, uh, it's oh, man. seen I mean, by all these posts. From all the pay-per-views over the years and just the card games and me staying the night when I was little, those those are big-time memories in, yeah. in my head. Yeah, I never knew you were spending the night. <laughs> I, well, I got, a, I got a funny story, that was too. Betty's idea. I got a funny it's story, kind of like too. all the girls Scotty snuck in spend the night. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea. Here's a He's funny, just joking. Here's a, here's, a, here, here, here's a funny story. We were probably 12, 13 Rick was asleep. Uh, I think you were had moved across. You were in Mike's old room, at, at, you know, like at this time. And, uh, you know, you guys always had HBO, Showtime, you know, things like that. Well, this is late night. Rick's already asleep, and I'm flipping through the channels, and I land on me a little, you know, a little porn. late night HBO action. <laughs> okay. You're watching porn. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting, I'm I'm laying there, you know, being a, a just a 12 year old kid, and Ken pops in the door just to probably check on us, you know, and I had that remote ready to go, ready to click over to another channel, and I clicked it right when he came in, and he said, "You better not be watching those dirty movies." <laughs> I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. That was funny. I remember one night we, uh, Jason Lewis came back to the house and, you know, we had been out kind of partying and a couple people and it was on Vine Street. And, uh, you know, Jay, he gets up and I thought he was going to the restroom. Well, he had got up, went to the restroom, got turned around, ended up crawling in bed. <laughs> with mom and dad got in the middle of them dad that freak you know everybody's freaking out mom doesn't know what's going on so jay comes running down the hallway shuts the door jumps on jumps under the covers and dad runs in there and flips on the light and i said he goes what the hell's going on i'm like dad what are you talking about he goes i'm sleeping and jay's crawls in bed with me and your mother i said well he just got lost you know, Jay's out. So I didn't realize Jay was a sleepwalker like that until he spent the night at the house. <laughs> After that, I shut and locked the doors when Jason spent well, the night. Well, you know, he was he had sleep on the floor in my room, so yeah. you know the bed was more comfortable. Oh man, that's great. Good stuff. All right, well, let's get through these last few, and then we'll we'll chop it up. I actually found Holly, so here, here's Holly. Hey guys, it's Holly Whitmore Crony, aka Little Katie Joanne. Um, it's really hard to choose just one memory about Mock. Um, certainly, sports in some capacity. Obviously, I was the fifth age child, so um, he's pretty well weeded my childhood memories. Um, but some of my favorite moments with him were at the WSU basketball games. Um, I remember he started teaching Ricky and I games super young. Um, and I remember like one memory specifically where Mike was me watching the game and apparently I had a very like intense look on my face as I do in sports. You're so serious. It's like you're studying the players. And then he comment like, I've never seen some little girl more intense watching a game. Um, and then he just kind of giggled. And I think he always just got a kind of a kick out of how, how into the games I would get. So um, ultimately, a big part of my love for sports was developed because of him uh, and your family. And just, I'm forever grateful for that because sports is still, in general, such a big part of my life and brings me a lot of joy. Love you, Mike. Love you too, Holly. 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 Little blonde headed girl lived across the street. Come over and say, Can Ricky play? 
The rest is history. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, Holly, Holly's great, man. Shout out to Holly. I just drove by the house on the way here. Is it still standing? It, it is, but it's, it's on its, its last leg. All man. those trees are gone. There's no trees out there anymore. Uh, Holly's house, remember all those trees are gone? It's yeah. just the house. There's nothing left. Right. There that's crazy. There's all those big evergreens right there on the corner. Because you remember all those cotton trees that ran on the side of our house? Uh-huh. You know, and me and ra- raking is the w- leaves, you know, we, we go on for hours about that. That's the stupidest thing ever. And every year we had those 80-foot trees and I remember our yard. And, you know, I thought like, Dad's like, we need to rake the yard. I do. Kill me. That's ridiculous. But now they're gone. So, you know. Story, true story about this. I'd have all the kids out there raking. Scott would be out there beside as close to the house as he could get. And he'd be in one spot. I'd come out there an hour and a half later and all the other boys had almost the whole yard rake. Scott was still standing in that same spot and had just a little, he'd wore the grass out where he just went back and forth with it. Actually, I raked worst, a whole lot, but then worst, the, all the leaves came back lake, down. Worst leaf raker I've ever seen with Scotty A. That's the stupidest <laughs> job of all time. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's get to the last two. When I think about Ken, the first thought that comes to mind to me is unconditional love. He has shown me unconditional love from the minute I met him through my best and very worst times. He loved me when he didn't have to. The story that he loves to tell is about the first time we met. I was going through one of my bratty little phases. Um, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I come running in from a friend's house. I see him sitting at our kitchen table. I stop dead in my tracks, and I say something along the lines of what in the world, how in the world, and why in the world is he here? Um, Can't remember what happened after that, but I'm sure it it wasn't pretty. Um, My favorite memories of him are more like snapshots in my mind all throughout my childhood. I can remember things like him taking me to Hollywood video each week so that we could pick out a movie singing 90s country songs together in his Tahoe, him speeding um, to make it to every single one of my softball games, even though there was zero doubt that we would lose each one, him picking me up every day for an entire month from the library downtown so that I could see the traveling exhibit, him taking me to school every single morning and never failing to tell me to run fast and jump high, Um, Him walking me down the aisle along with my dad when I got married. I've always considered myself lucky to have two dads. Ken brought stability, love, and so much laughter to my life. And I'm blessed because I've got to have him in my life. Oh, that's, I love you, Uh, Nice words. That was a shout out to her because that young lady has done amazing stuff. I mean, she's working on her doctor's degree now and uh, a tremendous, Tremendously, she juggles a lot of balls there. So yeah, big shout out to you. All right, last one, and we'll move on. I'll never forget our wedding day. We got married on the beach in Florida with a hurricane coming. We thought we would get the wedding part done before it came, but nope. Torrential rains, and everybody stood out there. And he really should have known to run. He should have. The thing I love the most about Ken is his steadfast predictability. You know where you stand with him. You know the man that you're coming home to. 
I never had to worry about what kind of mood he was going to be in or that I needed to walk on eggshells, unless maybe the uh, Shockers won, or didn't win, rather. <laughs> Fact. He's typically a mellow and level-headed guy. Hell, I backed into his Tahoe more than once, and he took it in stride. <laughs> Ken's taught me what love really is, by example. The way he loves me, his kids, and grandchildren. He's the rock of our family. He always has the back of each person he loves. He's my biggest cheerleader, supports me in every way, including my many and varied projects, which can be messy and expensive at times. <laughs> he even embraces my quirks. Darling, you have made me a better person because you chose to love me. I am so very blessed and proud to be your wife. Love you, sweetie. Again, some Shout nice, some nice words. You, sweetie. <clears throat> yeah, we, you know, I do this, Dad. Like when I when I have people on, I kind of reach out to people, you know. And typically, we'll have what four or five of them. Yeah. Well, I did this with you, and I had to turn people down. I, I mean, I've that's had true. I've had tw this is now twelve, so you're probably gonna you're like, man, that's a lot of people. That is. But you know, it it is. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. You know, a lot of people wanted to say how they feel about you, so. It's a, so you, should be a test. So you had to pick and choose here. I uh, I had to leave some off, but that's going to piss off some people. So. Yeah, but hey, I'm already getting text about it. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the 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 people that got on got on. So it's cool. like you didn't make the cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're fired, Donald Trump. No, but <clears throat> but I appreciate you coming on big time. And I, and I know it probably wasn't. Uh, Something you really wanted to do, but I, th I thought it would be good. And Scott brought the idea up to come in and tell end of it and, you know, kind of chop it up. So, Well, that's kind of Scotty's MO. Though. He comes in late. You know, how many times have we waited on him at a basketball Go to the basketball Once or game? twice. Dad, it's every, it's every game. <laughs> Once or twice. Every game. Like, it's, it's a miracle for us to get to a Shocker game two minutes before it starts. We've got it down to a science after doing it for 30 years. I can get to the Shocker game in 18 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> so what's that extra five I, minutes? I've timed it. Now that I've told Scotty it's 18 minutes, he won't start showing up till 20, yeah. till 7. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. That That is a great driver when you need to get somewhere. That nice. is true. I mean, he'll find a way. And that's... To this day, Jason Lewis, he's like, you know, if you don't go to the Ken Hayes driving school, <laughs> you don't know how to really drive. Yeah. I mean, I've been scared a few times. That's all right. It just keeps that, you know, that adrenaline rush. Like, Dad, you remember the 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 Chiefs game where you got that ticket? We were, we were late to the, the Chiefs game, and that, and that big cop pulled you over. That asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I'm slowing down, getting into a working zone on a weekend, and they're not working, even though it shows working zone. And he has to be such a butt about it yeah. that I really wanted to fight him. But if, if, you you, did. if you had to guess in your lifetime of driving, which is, what, 50-something years, how many speeding tickets have you received? No idea. Uh, <laughs> if you were going to guess. It's off the chart. Well, Scott, well, you, you the, missed it. The first year I, I had it. The first year. I had three, <laughs> and my uncle had do, worked at Cessna, and he got some attorney, 
and got it knocked off down to where if you had three at a time, you'd lose your license. You're talking about Neil? Yeah, and he got him knocked down, and my dad said, man, you better not be getting any more this year. So I didn't get any that year, but the next year I did. But anyway, I, you know, I'm sure it's double digits easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, you missed it because uh, Karen called in and told a story about how Dad was the getaway driver when his buddy used to steal 45s from the record store. That that wouldn't be Mr. Howard, would it? That would be Mr. Howard. And his Damn. name his name was brought up a lot when I was talking to these people. Um, do you know? Have you have you do you know anything about his whereabouts? He's in prison. No, no, he spent some time in prison. He was down in Huntsville. Uh, I don't think he's in prison anymore. The last time Ronnie Beard and I talked about him at the Y, Ronnie had seen him down in Enid, Oklahoma. But this is a few years ago. But John's a good guy. I mean, you know, he, he didn't like to work for a living. He liked to steal more than he liked to work. But um, His name ain't the Tiger King by any chance, is it? No. Okay. no. Just but, checking because that's all. Both those buddies I grew up with are, the, you know, the two friends that Karen's uh, alluding to, the, the only two friends I had. You know, one both of them did prison time, but the other one would come around, and if you guys remember, John would come around the paper company, and that's where we got all our TVs and our fence for the backyard and everything else. So he went from records to much bigger stuff. Well, if you get pulled over on the way home, Dad, none of this is real, right? Yeah. It's just stories. I mean, this doesn't go out public. This is just right here in this room. Yeah, pretty sure okay, you hear a helicopter right yeah. now. I mean, there might be a couple people listening in Norway <laughs> and India, but no, yeah, we're do. good then. Yeah, we're good. Scott, you got some? You got a question? I got some hot seat questions. Oh, for you, sure. You you want to dive in? Let's do some Dad, hot seat Dad, questions. Are you, are you about you got pooped? Some what? Are you about pooped? Some what questions? Hot seat. Hot seat questions. Yep. Yeah. What exactly does that mean, Scotty? Well, Rick's gonna. Are you gonna do the lights and everything for? Yeah, him? we might as well. Let's just do it. Nice. Okay. It, okay. Now, do I need to take, go to the bathroom first, or what? Is this a hot seat? Do you have to go very bad, or no? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. You are now entering the hot seat. Hot, hot, hot seat. Seat hot. You are now entering the hot. Pretty sure I've been to these red light districts before. The look on his face there, is there great. Was, there was a lot better looking people than, <laughs> than the ones in this room. Oh my god! I, I really want you to talk about the Tijuana story, but I know you probably nah, we won't be doing that. <laughs> what oh, you doing, Mexico? You leaving Mexico? <laughs> All right, Dad. This is called the hot seat. So what this is? Excuse me. We're going to ask you these questions, and the first thing that pops in your head, you just answer it. Simple they, as that? They might be a little spicy questions. They might be yeah. normal questions. You just don't know, but you're in the hot seat now. Got it? All right. <laughs> He's like, I'm nervous now. No, I never get nervous. I know. All right, Scott, go ahead. Was I the fastest kid you've ever seen on a soccer field? I got nothing there, Scotty. <laughs> you absolutely were not the fastest kid I ever seen. Soccer field. I'm pretty sure Jamie Hardy would have been, oh, kicked shit. your butt. But I enjoyed coaching you on the oh, soccer field, that's shit. for sure. That's Talking to the mic, Dad. You're, you're, there you go. Okay. 
What would you do if you found a dead body in a hotel room? I got nothing there either. I mean, <laughs> you're pleading the fifth on every hot seat I'm, question. I'm pleading the fifth on that one because I'm afraid they'd put my ass in jail. <laughs> but no, if you find a, a body in a hotel room, you do the right thing. I mean, you get the hell out of there. What if there's like a hundred k in a suitcase, like a land? You right know, there? I'm reading a book now about a guy found a hundred k and he thought it was drug money. So he takes off and he finds out it's money for an experiment or something like that. So yeah, it's uh, if you find a hundred k, you give it, you take it yourself. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like it. You got a question you want to ask? Hot seat, Scott. Uh, nope. Okay, you got nothing. You're if you had to pick a sport, one sport, and that's all you could watch or listen to or hear about the rest of your life. What would it be? And you and I both know, Scotty, that we're baseball guys. So uh, it would be baseball for me because that's, you know, we talked about that earlier growing up in the 50s and, you know, baseball was golden air back then. And that's what I grew up with. And that's kind of what I nailed into Scotty, who's been a uh, tremendous influence for young kids around uh, the west side of town. Absolutely. True. Uh, Are you Coke or Pepsi? What? Like do you, Coke do or you, Pepsi? Like, yeah, like do you, you guys, prefer you Coke guys or know Pepsi? the answer to that? I, I don't drink anything but Dr Pepper, man. Dr Pe- Okay, yeah. Dr Pepper. Yeah, I I could have told you that. Okay, that's stupid, Scotty. That's, that's <laughs> stupid, Scotty. Uh, Dr Pepper. We were going to have intelligent yeah, questions. Dr Pepper fans are freaking. They're freaks about their pop, man. Yeah. Have you seen his garage? There's like pallets full of Dr Pepper. Right, <laughs> Dr Dr Pepper ten. I wish it was Dr. Pepper Tim. Now it's Dr. Pepper Zero sugar, but it's okay. Oh, shit. What's the craziest thing you've ever ate? Uh, rattlesnake. Really? How yeah. was it? Tastes like chicken. Wow. Interesting. Was that in Tijuana? <laughs> I think that's what they said it was anyway. <laughs> Scott? If you could put a number on it, how many baseballs do you think you've bought in your lifetime? Oh, shit. That's a great question. That is. Uh, a number, I'd say I probably bought, you know, four or 5,000 balls. Wow. All right, we got some guests. Probably uh, as many golf balls. I was going to ask you, uh, you think you, golf balls more? You've bought I probably got more balls. Go- golf balls, but a lot of them are given to me in golf balls. But then I lose a lot of golf balls, so. All right, uh, Michael was unavailable because he's in Las Vegas now. He's in Las Vegas winning money. Yes, yes. Batteries in a shopping cart getting pushed down the strip somewhere. Getting stuck up. Uh, But he gave me a couple questions he wanted to be a part of Hot Seat. He said, if you could change one thing in your life, what would you change? You have to change something? One thing you would change. Um, boy, that's tough because, you know, I've had a really good life. Don't know if I'd change a whole lot of things. Obviously, if I could change one thing, I, I wish your mother wouldn't have died so early in her life. Me too. And that would yep. be, that would be the one thing I'd change. Yeah. Poor lady died when she was 48 years old. And yeah. Way too early yep. for anybody to die. Absolutely. Rest in paradise. Um, uh, Michael's number two question. As a father, what was your proudest moment? Uh, proudest moment, 
for all my sons was when they were born. And every one of them was born and, and, and did pretty well. Michael was the toughest one because he got jaundiced and had to stay in there for a while. But, uh, you know, having my, all my sons uh, relatively, uh, well, you look at them now, fat and health, healthy. So, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously I didn't keep on, teach them a lot about nutrition or anything. So. Uh, I don't think nutrition was a big deal back then, really. All right, number three from Michael. What was your most challenging thing to do or overcome as a father? I got nothing there, man. I mean, Michael wants to know what was my most challenging thing. What was your most challenging thing to do or overcome as a father? I think any dad overcomes the thought of how to raise his children. You know, what do you do? What do you not do? And, you know, are you setting the right example and so forth? But it's kind of like... Um, you know, you learn as you go type situation. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what I did. You did a hell of a job at it. Yes, sir. All right, Mike has two more. Top three cheeseburgers ever. I got to go with Bill's at number one. Um, Bomber Burger probably number two. Okay. Um, I see you. And I'd probably go with the Oasis Big O Cheeseburger number three. Damn, no Griff's in there? I mean, this is all time. That was Griff's food was crap. This is all time. I remember going to a place a lot. I thought that'd be your number one all time. Going to a place a lot. Calvin's. Oh, you well, yeah, it's probably true, but that's not what it is today. I think we're kidding. I went in there what last fall, spring, yeah, right like after we played golf. Yeah, when it, Red ran it, I mean, they had those you know, chili cheese hamburgers. Or great. Yeah. I would put it back there. But yeah, today that's what I'd go with. Our state tournament sponsor. Yeah. When we were 14. Remember Calvin's. that big old tro five foot trophy in his, in uh, Calvin's? Yes, sir. That's funny. Michael has one more, and I already know how you're going to answer this. Would you rather have one question you have ever. <laughs> Mike, okay. Would you rather have one question you have ever had answered by God? Or ten million dollars in cash. What? I, Michael has always been a pain in my ass. So, <laughs> so essentially, he's saying, if if God could answer one thing that you've ever wanted, to, you've wanted to know or hear. Money to me, money is irrelevant. Very truthful. I mean, you you make money, you spend money, uh, as long as you've got enough to live on. I know, I know some people have not been as fortunate as I am. But I would, yeah, I'd want God to answer one question you know, yeah. about, you know, life itself and, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. I'd rather have an answer from God than $10 million. That's gotcha. a lot of money. Hmm? It That's is. a lot of money. It is. Ten, ten million is a lot of money. That changes a lot of stuff. It does. Yeah, the government gets $44 million. <laughs> Tax-free dollars. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um if you were president, what's one thing that you would do to make a to make America better? Well, you know, Scotty, it's funny you bring that up because I was <laughs> I was actually thinking about running in twenty twenty two. I you hope you do I'm I'm for you. But um, uh, you know, it's the the people that we've got running the country today are just not 
the people that we need in there. One, they're too damn old. Uh, we don't need 75 and 85-year-old people running this country. We've got a lot smarter young people out there than we have today. So first thing I would do is uh, we, we need to get rid of uh, – we need term limits. You know, there's 100% no, we need term limits. There's, uh, there, and they shouldn't be any pay that goes past when you get out of Congress. I mean, they shouldn't be any better than anybody else. I mean, if they – uh, they need to work for a living, and most of them go in there for the prestige, and they've already made their money, so they don't need the money in there. But mm-hmm. I would probably also, the first thing I'd do is anybody over 80 that uh, is in very poor health that would like to be uh, put away. Um, euthanized. Euthanized. You know, you know, there's a lot of people that are sick and poor health and stuff like that that actually, I, I you know, other countries are much better at deaths than we are yeah we let a lot of people suffer for no reason at all when there's nothing you can do for them yeah very true yep that's a good way to look at it okay uh you're stranded on an island what's three things that you would bring with you Hmm. i would bring uh a dr pepper one, one. Well, like well, you could get like a five-gallon bucket or something, you know, of Dr. Pepper. Food, and I probably need to put my wife in there, otherwise I'd die tonight. So, <laughs> you know, so there you go. Uh, I'd have to have the dog with my wife, though. You got to have that dog. Uh, yeah, I got to have dogs in there. What Scott. was the name of that soccer ball that Tom Hanks had? Uh, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think the Stevens are crooks? I don't know a lot about the Stevens. Obviously, there there's been some uh, situations that are a little sketchy, especially on the ones with the car dealerships and, and the, the gambling and stuff like that, and how all of the, you know, what goes on. So I, you know, I, I, I. I think they probably need to be looked at a little bit but uh, scotty hates him by the way uh, I, I, you know i don't know a whole lot about the stevens obviously <laughs> what is your most hated scent like something you smell and you're like oh, what is that sucks um probably skunk that's a good one yeah, hard to argue that well when you have a dog you learn this real fast because if they have a dead skunk somewhere, they'll roll in that thing. So you don't have nothing to do with a dead skunk. Where do you think the 89 Bonneville is right now? <laughs> Ooh. You know? I mean, do you think she's still going or do you think she's nah, made it to a I, junkyard? I think that thing didn't make it past a week or two weeks after it left the apartments. We still, to this day... I mean, how, it's just gone, right? It yeah, disappeared, right? I mean, how many, how many places did we call that? I mean, that thing is somebody towed it away and used it as parts. I Absolutely, mean, they had to. Have. Well, it's funny I, you brought that up because I contacted Pimp My Ride. I would love. That. They found it. This it was still, in Nashville, Tennessee. It's in Nashville. So we had it flown still back has, here. It still has a stick. It's in the, the driveway seat. right now, Dad. <laughs> Let's go out there and check Let's it go. out. Uh, We're gonna pimp my ride. <laughs> that's great all right i got a couple more for you and then we'll, we'll get out of here um what's the most interesting place you've ever been to other than tijuana wow i 
I would probably say Hawaii is, is the most interesting place I've been to. I mean, it, the rain and the flowers and the, the ocean and the whale watching and, you know, that's just a, the golf courses there are just immaculate. Uh, it's, it's a place that everybody wants to go at least, should go at least once in their lifetime. Like the uh, golf course was amazing. I mean, it's I, I've been there three times. Been fortunate to go there three times, and and the flights back and forth kind of wear your ass out a little bit. But yeah, it's 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 good. What about that Alaskan cruise? That's good. Is that up there? It's up there too. I mean, you know, it's it's right up there too. But Hawaii is more colorful and stuff like that. Uh, uh, the glaciers were cool, and but yeah, it's right up there. What was that Alaska fact that we brought up? Uh, let's see if they know it. Remember when we had Brandon Green? and It was uh, what's the largest state in the United States? Do you guys know that answer? To Is that? There, we're Alaska. talking about the largest <laughs> the largest state by area? Just the, yeah. The right. largest population. State. No, just the largest state by. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. I mean, Alaska is the largest state in the United States. I Correct. thought I thought it was Texas or California. Alaska is huge. I, I never. It's actually yeah, and like what we learned, it was like actually like double the size of Texas. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Does that not blow your mind? You look at the thing on a map, and there you're like, there's no way. Well, you it's just so spread. It's just so map. spread out. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, and, and California is not even number three. Though. They purchased right. it because Russia's right there. So if you look on a map, that's one of the reasons the United States. Went after that territory. Mm-hmm. Not to get off on history. I know Dad's big on. Yeah, on Dad history. loves history. We should have done. Just... We purchased it from uh, Russia itself, so it's uh, dumb purchase you know, on or dumb sell on their part, huh? From Russia, Russia. Seward purchase. Shout out. All right, I love this question. I love asking it to people. If you could go back to any age in your life and relive that year. For one year, you're not changing anything about what happened at all. You're just merely going back to that age and reliving that year exactly how it happened. What age or what year would you go back and and relive? Wow. That that is a tough question, Scotty. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been very fortunate in my life. If I could go back and just do one year, I would probably go back to my sophomore year in high school knowing that when I went out for football and when I intercepted that one pass and, and a guy hits me from behind and I compound fracture my ankle, I'd let that pass go so I could go ahead and play football at West the rest of the time. But, uh, yeah, that would probably be my sophomore year in high school. Okay. Okay, I got one more. If you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, obviously I think, you know, God would be your first one that you'd want to invite to dinner. Uh, the other ones you'd want, I, you, to me, it's kind of a history question. Uh, you'd want to see somebody like, you know, that, that's very famous, you know, Abraham Lincoln, maybe, um, Willie Nelson. Yeah. I, w- I would probably go with Mickey Mantle, um, God and Abraham Lincoln. Be a great dinner, Jesus Christ! Wow, I was just at Mickey Ford's Mantle? Theater too. How do you think Mickey God. Mantle and Abraham Lincoln would get along? Well, Abraham Lincoln is not. I mean, he was a wrestler and in jail and everything else. Abraham Lincoln, they, they look at him as a president. Yeah, and he was a great president, but he 
He did other things too. I was just in Ford's theater, Ken, probably maybe eight weeks ago. How cool is that? It's crazy. It was it was neat. I mean, uh, they're so small, aren't they? It is. It yeah. it was, and I mean, just to think that that happened there, and then they dragged him across the street to another place, and we got to go into that that area too and kind of see. Did the, they kind of keep it untouched? How I, it was. So I guess from what Carla was saying, she had been. You know, when she was like in high school or something, I guess you used to go, you were able to go back a little further back there and kind of see, not actually in the room, but you could, they had it still marked off, but you could kind of peek your head in there and kind of see the actual room. Now you have to look at it from afar. Like they don't, they don't let closed off. Yeah, right. They don't let you go back there anymore, but it is kind of crazy to see. What's the biggest disappointment, Scotty, of any vacation you've ever taken? What's the biggest disappointment? Uh huh. See, to me, uh, watch, have you ever been to the Alamo in San Antonio? Mm-mm. The Alamo in San Antonio. I mean, you go there and there's a little piece of brick wall. That's, and that's it. It, 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 it. The rest of it, the rest of it is, what? you know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a little piece of wall. That is. That's all the Alamo is left That is it. Wow. <laughs> it's very, dis- I mean, San Antonio is a great town. The water walk there and. Stuff like that, but the Alamo is nothing, absolutely nothing. That's disappointing. I'll, I'll tell you, one of my biggest disappointments is uh, our honeymoon. We went to Vegas for the first time, and on the streets, the guy was doing a the little ball game with with um, you know like uh, two liter bottle caps. And I got into the game. I was like, "Oh, this is cool." He took me for $120, like, right when we got to Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Damn. Yeah, so that was pretty disappointment for me. Yeah, you remember what I told you, son? <laughs> what you do in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Stays in Vegas, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Man, this has been legendary. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's been a great time. I appreciate Dad coming out and spending some time. Hopefully you had a good time. We didn't try to roast you too much. but His uh, sisters did. They did. Well, that's well, nothing not but love. That's un- unusual for my sisters. They did that my whole life. But uh, yeah, this is this is fun. I you know I see why Scott and you enjoy doing it, and uh, hopefully you can have some guests on here a hell of a lot more exciting than I am. So. Uh, I I think uh-huh. you're really exciting. Yeah, and I, I think people are really gonna enjoy it because I think a lot of people that listen to this know you well, you know, and some people don't, and then they'll get a little peek into what kind of a man you really are. Oh yeah, I. I agree with everybody that was a call in, especially with Greg. Um, just yeah, just that the the just the Vine House, the Hayes people, you know, just the my gosh, you were lucky to be over there. You know, you you I mean, yeah, I just feel kinda lucky to be involved with everything, honestly. I mean, well, I a, think a, just a uh, ton of memories. And I agree and and uh you know, that's the reason I, I definitely wanted to be here tonight and, and talk about that a little bit, but and I know Ricky can contest to this, but you take a lot of stuff for granted growing up, you know, and friends and, and everything. And in, in their minds, they, they think everybody's parents are great. And, and, uh, that's just not the case. You know, it's not in a lot of people's, unfortunately in their situations. Um, Ricky and I, and Michael and Tony hit the jackpot, you know, with you and mom, um, yeah. you know, and especially when she unfortunately passed away, um, you stepped up more than you already were doing. And, you know, it's not very many people can say that you've never let anybody down, you know, and I don't want this to get too deep, but the older I get, I have kids and, you know, I took a lot of stuff for granted, you know, and I know you, you know, at the time when I'm 10, 12, 13 years old, you don't realize that you drove three hours home 
to go to a baseball game to get up at four in the morning to go back to work. And I'd do it again. And you would do it again. And, you know, me growing up, I mean, I would shoot. I was out there shooting baskets at 530 waiting for you to come home. And you're exhausted. You've been working all day. As soon as you get home, I'm on you and you change clothes and you're right out. So it's those little things like that. But, um, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for setting the bar and the blueprint on how to be an incredible dad that you were. You've never let us down. I knew if I needed something, you were always there for me, no matter what, good or bad. Um, you never micromanaged, but the amount of respect that myself and Ricky and everybody has for you, I mean, I mean, we we just we 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 just hit the jackpot, you know. So yeah, I, I don't think you could put it on a scale. No, you know, it's like. Um, and, and one more thing, I mean, if if you had to, um, you know, kind of draw up what it takes to be a, a dad, a perfect dad, um, as I'm trying to be half the dad that you were to me and, and Ricky and everybody else. Um, you you like what your kids like, you know. You weren't a soccer guy, but you coached soccer and then ended up mm-hmm. liking it. Baseball from day one and sports in general is you were there the whole time, every practice, every game, whatever we needed. I mean, Boy Scouts, for God's sake. You you did a pine box derby you, with Michael. You were in Boy Scouts? No, Michael, Michael was. Yeah, I was gonna say Of course Mike I, was. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But anything that and, and for the love of God, who lets their kids put a wrestling ring uh, in their backyard? Preach. And exactly. tear and tear down the back fence three times. And so. and be the commissioner and of the, commissioner. the whole league. But that's what sure. I mean. You you got into whatever we got into. We did baseball cards together. We'd travel and watch Nolan Ryan. You know, those are memories that I think about every day. Um and I, I can't put into words how much I, I'm fortunate and blessed that my life is better and I've become who I want to be because of you and your unconditional love for us and just being that role model for me. So I love you, Dad. I love you yep. guys. I agree. Yep. Truthfully, I'm not that interesting, but <laughs> no, but, it was, it, <laughs> but you I, are. I appreciate. I, I, I appreciate. I really appreciate the tribute, but you know, it's. You're, when you have good kids, it's it's much easier to do. Well, I mean, I know Michael was a handful. Well, so I, was Tony. I, I mean, I, I think we all kind of had our stages, you know, because I was. I mean, there was a point where you I ever, wasn't. I wasn't great. Do you ever listen to the song uh, by Hardy and uh, it, you know, stay in the truck? Was there dinosaurs still walking the earth? No, no, when no. That song it came it out was or? the most popular country song in twenty twenty two. Stay in the truck. Huh. Every time I listen to that song, I think of Scotty when he took off and took the car and <laughs> to call his girlfriend, and he I wouldn't he wouldn't get out of the truck. That's know. as mad as I've ever and seen it, you. You know, when I'd say <laughs> when you when you talk about staying in the truck, he's staying in that truck. I, I told him I said he had Dad, that lock. I figured the only I said, way I'm not I'm, I'm not there, coming out. I'm not coming out of the car until so you the cool door down. down. <laughs> this is at, in front of Vine at three in the afternoon. I get out and he's chasing me around, and I run inside. Thank God, Mom was there. Yeah. But I've only seen him that mad a few times. Stay in the truck. And I did stay in the I've, truck. I've seen him mad a couple times, too. But yeah. the, one, one more story, and I, I know you were talking about us all kind of getting in trouble and, and rolling with it. You know, we all got in our fair share of trouble, and I had to go to court one time. And uh, my, my attorney, if you remember right, Mr. Leon, God rest his soul, was running behind. And we thought that we were going to have to start, you know, and Dad's in his three-piece suit. And I'm looking over at Dad, and Dad's like, I got this. I, I said, Dad, are you kidding me? He said, I've watched Hill Street Blues. I, I know what I know what I'm doing. 
So I'm I'm nervous as heck. I look over at Dad. He looks great. He's got this three-piece suit on, briefcase, all this. His fly is completely open. I mean, we're in court. I'm tr- I'm looking at Dad, and it's the fly is wide open. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to start laughing. The judge is going to get pissed. He's going to throw me in jail. But l- about that time... Mr. Land walks in. So. Oh man! But he was gonna he was gonna defend me. That's so. great. I don't remember my fly being open. I I do. <laughs> I about I about died. I wouldn't want to remember that truthfully. So. That's good stuff. Uh, and just to piggyback a little bit off of what you said, like um, I was always a mama's boy. Like you can contest to that, you know. Um, but dad was always there. You know, sports especially. And uh, when mom passed, I was the only one there, you know, left at the house. And I, I think it took um, it took some getting used to, you know, because. I mean, not not to say you were, you were always there for me regardless, but, mo- you know, mom would get me school shopping stuff or, you know, buy me. She'd buy me one hundred and seventy five dollar basketball shoes and say, don't tell dad. <laughs> Because she, she knew you, you know, it, that's just how how mom was. She babied Scotty, a $100 glove when nobody else would pay $100. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, and after she passed, there 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 was a, a point in time where we, we kind of had to, um, what I, don't, I can't even think of the word, just we, we had to be more together than we've ever been. Not that we were never together, but you, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I... I, that changed so many things for me, you know, as a man, as, as just a human. And I, I would, I wouldn't want anybody else to, to teach me the game of life than you, you know, you, you, you raised me to be, to be a good person. And I, I think that's testament to what I became, you know, so it's um, hats off to you mm-hmm. for always being there for me. One hundred percent, ultimate role model for, for everybody, and I think the amount of respect that was shown tonight, and the the people that weren't able to come on, and your friends. There's nobody that's ever, I've never heard anybody ever say one negative word about him. It's it's the first thing they ask me is, "How's your dad doing? What's he up to?" You know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just so much respect for that part. On that on that note, uh, who's your least favorite son? You know, you guys asked me this over and over again, and I'll give you the same answer every time. Michael. I love all four of my sons the same. Yeah. <clears throat> my case. I know. Mike. And, and we love you too, Pops. It has to be Mike. You're the best. Yeah. Mike, that's not true. Well, well, I, when I was asked Dad to be on, he was like, so it's just one hour, you know? And we're now almost at two hours, Dad. Are you shitting me? It's crazy how time flies, ain't it? I'm missing the Giants in the Philly game. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's down 21 already. They're getting blown. Are you serious? Shout out the Cowboys. That's Uh, funny. No, don't shout out the Cowboys, actually. Go Red Dogs. Oh, see? We (laughs) didn't even get into that. Dad used to be our coach. You remember that? Coaching me and Scott? The soccer. Red Dogs. soccer team. Yeah. We were. Yeah. I scored the goals, and Scotty defended the goals. I just defended the people. That's it. That was fun. That was a good time. And that's funny because Scott was like, "You really didn't like soccer very much, but well, no, I he, said he. At, we just didn't. Nobody really played, but when he did it, he loved it. Loved he, it. I mean, that's the thing. He was not afraid to try stuff. It's yeah. always been baseball, yeah, you know, or football. But 
I mean, we were, when we're that good as we were in baseball with the Astros, I mean, why do any other sports? Yeah. Oh, I took that Astro baseball team to a basketball team also, if you remember, right? We did. Yep. Weren't you guys called, like, the Orange, what, the orange Crush? That was football. That was football. Yes. Junior. What a, what a stupid name. Wasn't not great, but <laughs> orange crush. ended up having some good teams, though. Ugh. A lot of those guys went on and played high level. Yeah, I didn't know. High level. Uh, that was a different organization. I had not a lot to do with that. Well, all right. We're, we'll go, we'll okay, go ahead thank and you. wrap it up. I we, Once again, we appreciate you coming in. I hope yes. you, hopefully you had a good time. I believe time. it's been two hours. It's, it's not quiet, but it's close. We're at. So do we have to cut some of this down to an hour then? I mean, we're at one forty, so it'll so, just be a longer one. It'll be so fun. cut off forty minutes of it. No, no. Cut off Scotty's part. Yeah, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott's done. Actually, Scott's gonna stay and do one himself. I think. Good. And just so I'm clear, this is not an intervention for Hubcap. Yes. I just nope. want to make sure. You you guys already tried to do that once <laughs> when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure I wouldn't get set up. Intervention. Good stuff. I do think we tried to do an intervention on you. Yeah, you you really did. It didn't work. It didn't work. Well, well it, it kind of did, you, yeah. You know what's funny, though? And, I mean, it was, you know, I smoked a little weed in my day. What? I mean, I, mean, I did. But looking at today, weed's normal. I mean, Scott probably smokes it every day. That is not true. <laughs> no, he has gummies. But. <laughs> had an edible on the way in here. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it wasn't. But it is what it is, you know. I, I don't today, so maybe, maybe that intervention worked. Well, as long as it worked. Who knows? I still like Bud Light, though, so can't take that from I me. don't think any of my sons don't like Bud Light. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. And on the, on the come out, Dad, we say our nicknames. So I say Boober out. Scott says Daryl out. You're going to say the goat. You can say whatever you want out. And then Scott will say it, and then we'll we'll close up shop. Okay. Here we go. Uh, guys, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hit the socials. Let us yep. know what you think about Pops. Yep, thanks for listening. And uh, if you remember Griff's hamburgers and all that fun jazz. But until next time, Boober out. Daryl out. Pops out. Purple Haze out. Welcome to the Daryl and Boomer Show. Let's pounce. Let's pounce.